It is Saturday, the 13th of January 2024, and this is The Future of Photography. The Future of Photography. We should uh, we should change the music this week to just the two of us, shouldn't we, Jeremiah? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just the two of us. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Sadly, Although, no, Chris. Although for Chris a good is, reason. He's eating currently eating with his parents. He is, yes. Which is a, a thing. People should spend time with their parents. It's a yeah, good. Yeah, should. It's a it's a good thing. But how are you doing anyway this week? Uh, doing okay. Doing okay. Um, it's a little bit of a chill here in Los Angeles, which is always invited. And by chill, I mean. In the sixties. Oh, uh, shock! That's terrible, but, terrible. But but sunny, and um, you know, it's been a good week, and just in terms of managing my new camera, which is very very exciting because I've learned how to install custom LUTs. Oh, this video. is on the Q3, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very exciting, and I intend to test some of those LUTs today. That's so, interesting. So do they, does it bake them into the JPEGs if you ask them, or is it just it shows them on the screen? How does that work? It, well, it will bake them into the V-log or the L-log in this okay. case um, okay. um, for video. And then so you can shoot it. You can see what it is. Of course, the log is just going to give you a flat output. Yes. But then you can apply that same um, that same lot in your editing software, in my case, DaVinci Resolve, and there you go. And so you get a very high quality of your image. I see. So that's, that, that's really it. But it is kind of fun to do. Uh, there are baked-in LUTs in uh, the camera itself, but to be able to, you know, I, I use this thing called Image to LUT, which is a way of creating LUTs. Oh, I, I, I think I have that. It came out about four or five years ago. It's a funny little interface to it. But, exactly. Uh, but, uh, mainly yeah. German, so you have to muddle around a bit uh, <laughs> for those of us who are not fluent. Um, but it's very, very exciting. So if you take a picture or, um, or if I even find a, a picture that has an interesting color space, you can import it, create the LUT, and apply that LUT uh, to your video. And now I'm seeing if I can apply that to uh, to the camera and be able to kind of uh, access it whenever I want to. I haven't tried applying the look or, or LUT to still images, but... Uh, that's, I suppose, that's uh, next on my list. Could be done as well. Yes, I think the last time I used that program was shortly after Blade Runner 2049 came out. <laughs> there was a lot of good looks in that movie that I wanted there to try are. and capture. <laughs> I think currently there's a lot of Oppenheimer LUTs that are around there. Ah. They're all over the net. But And of course, nowadays, there are a lot of colorists themselves who are publishing LUTs, yeah, um, yeah. whether they're doing individually or through different kinds of services, a lot available free. And um, But it's really interesting to kind of uh, experiment with lookup tables, color spaces uh, in one's imagery, and then, and then fine-tune it when you're doing your own editing. So yeah. um, there you go. Mm, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, I tell you what, let's dive into the topic du jour. 
this is uh, this is a challenge a little bit uh, to see to see which of the two of us could bring to the show the most famous photograph ever. But but given that it's just the two of us, we're just going to have to battle it out head to head. Right. And, and we'll see who see who can uh, if we can agree or if we can agree to disagree. Uh, what are some of the most famous photographs ever? And, uh, you know, I sp- I haven't set about with a, a fixed definition of this, um, but I'm going to go with something just broadly, like just the most number of people, right? Fame is about people recognising stuff. So so have a think. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a think. Could be of- also about impact in the culture. So oh, yeah. not yeah, yeah. necessarily uh, how many people have seen it, but how many people reacted to it that created a proactive Ooh, okay. uh, yeah. image, uh, you know, uh, um, an interesting image, which I did select, but I won't, I will not um, commit to that as the most famous. Okay. Okay. But, but it's up there. It, it's a photograph of, um, a little girl running, crying with a group of children and some uh, other people running away from uh, a napalm. She's basically been burnt and uh, it's at the height of the Vietnam War. And that, that particular image really had an impact on American culture and they say was a turning point um, in the war itself and the support for the war in the general population of the U.S. and started the move to end the war um, once and for all. Mm. And so th- that would be an example of of an uh, image that uh, had great impact. I don't know how famous it was. I'm trying to remember the photographer, D- Douglas McKellen, maybe. Is it, was it Nick Ut? I forget. I Honestly, I apologize for that. But we'll, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll get that right by the time we get to the show notes, right? So we'll put links yeah. to these photos in the show. So, it, it, yes, totally with you. I mean, yeah. Um, horrible compelling emotional photograph uh, of that little girl running naked down the street towards the photographer um, yes. i'm sure yeah everybody listening or most people listening it will probably be able to picture that without having to uh, to go to the show notes to to, to see yeah it. and conversely and just by way of example of of what would be famous i didn't choose this but there's probably an image of the beatles arriving uh at uh, JFK Airport coming down the stairs for the very first time about to perform on Ed Sullivan. That was probably seen by more people. Uh, whether well, hold had... that thought, actually, because you're dangerously <laughs> close to one of my choices. So, so, can I get, well, so well, shall, let's kick it off. Well, let's, OK, let's go there. So let's go there then. So, so we'll come back, actually. I think there's a, definitely a conversation to have about photographs news type journalistic type photographs that you know changed the world changed public opinion um but seeing as seeing as you got dangerously close to mine i'm going to go with my fun one right and and it's not what you've just described but it is the beatles and it is the photograph that is the cover of abbey road so yeah so see good choice Uh, a choice so good that in one of my commercials uh, for beer, I recreated that on Abbey Road of 
Did you? People <laughs> crossing the street very much um, not the Beatles, but you know that crosswalk is uh, highly visited in London. Oh um, yes, it is very much. Yes, absolutely. So so yes. Well, as you say, the crosswalk. So uh, this is um, for those that don't know that particular album. Um, you'll know the image. It's the Beatles crossing a road in London, um, Abbey Road, as it goes. Uh, and uh, on what in the UK we would call a zebra crossing because it's black and white stripes. Um, and it is, yes, so I was thinking, okay, because the the reason for choosing that one, um, uh, it, unrelated to the fact that it's my favourite Beatles album by some margin, um, is is just I was thinking, okay, the, the Beatles really did make maybe not a global impact, but certainly the whole, yeah, a a, a, a worldwide impact. If, if not everywhere, but, uh, you know, in a lot of places, including in Soviet Russia. And, and I don't know about China, but, you know, the, you know a lot of uh, a lot of coverage there for the Beatles. So I thought people will recognize that photograph. And then it got me into other album covers as well. But that's yeah, like, of yeah. course, yes. Uh, you know, Pink Floyd, uh, you know. Dark Side of the Moon. Well, but except that that's not a photograph, is it? Or is it? No. I don't no, well, I think it's more of an illustration. But anyway. There's definitely uh, a whole class of six, late 60s, yeah. mid and through the 70s album artwork. You know, when you've got your double albums and your triple albums, you know, your, all the prog rock stuff. There's some, some great now, stuff there. Th- this is, before we kind of continue, this is a, a good provocation because um, I know for myself, the images that I selected and the images that I remember are all much older than I would say contemporary images. They all go back. Um, and there's a reason for that, I believe. I'm just going to pontificate for a moment and, and say that the impact of a single photograph um, was so much more dynamic in the past before mass 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 media, certainly before social media, certainly before we were exposed to, you know, one million million, uh, images a day just as we glance down on our phone. So there is a big wash of imagery, and, and I'm not saying that they are less important or less dynamic or less beautiful or less, um, kind of historically, um, important in the long run, but currently our reaction to any single image is just, well, let's scroll to the next one. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? And, and yeah, with, with the, the digital technology and the democratization of photography, you know, the signal to noise ratio has worsened considerably, hasn't it, sadly? Um, or, well, I suppose, you know, it, uh, it depends on who you are. I mean, photos of everybody's kids are some of their fa- favorite photos, even if nobody wants to look at photos of my kids other than me and my wife, you know, it's like even the kids don't, you know, most of the time. But it, the, yeah, it is, it is an interesting one because I think if I'm looking at my list and I think the most recent one I've got is from 1990. Wow, that's I, very modern. <laughs> very, very modern, uh, but but the, the, isn't this some of the at the root of this discussion? In other words, is there um, a future for a single image to have as much impact? And I'll just race in with one of my choices here, which is the photograph of the flag raising at 
Iojima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that is a very, very famous image uh, circulated around the world, representing the, you know, the the end or movement towards the end of World War II. So it really had an international impact. There was a sense of certainly in America of jingoism or pride of 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 what it meant to be an American and the idea of the American flag, uh, the hope of that, all of which has certainly vanished contemporarily. <laughs> um, but but um, that image, I felt, uh, is extremely um, famous, impactful, and probably representative of a historical moment. Um, Absolutely. Uh, famously staged, of course, as well. Yeah. Um, as as were many, um, uh, of course, but because a lot of it was uh, not overt propaganda, but it had to be something to, sh- you, know, you know, it wasn't always possible for photographers to be there at the time. Well, um, by the way, uh, pursued to that, uh, you know, that image of um, a sailor kissing a woman in Central Park at the VE day. The V-day uh, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. But- is questionable in terms of staging or oh, i think that's proven to be uh, staged isn't it that yeah, one i'm not sure i'm not sure i don't because you can and, and then sometimes i think it's really sad because you know robert kappa's photographs have been challenged in recent years haven't they so the yeah. the d-day landings you know the the soldiers in the sea at the d-day landings and also the uh the spanish um soldier in the Spanish Civil War, who's shot and is in the process of sort of bit, you know, he's been shot and is falling backwards as as the photo was taken. There's um, some some thought about whether or not that was staged. And I have to say, uh, I don't know the outcome of that one way or another. But it's it's interesting. Okay, so you've chosen two war photographs so far. That's, that, yeah, well, that, but I think that's indicative of the impact images can have, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I I I do believe that you know um, when. And and again, you know, I'm going back into the past to see what the famous, uh, you know, image um, that had a real kind of take your breath away uh, kind of impact on not only me, but the world. I was not born at the end of World War II, so I don't know. But I mean, that, that image is certainly affixed in my brain as part of a historical record. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, the, I could jump into the next image uh, that I chose, but I'll wait for you to go first. <laughs> okay. Well, I did. Uh, I yeah. You know, I have to say, actually, because yeah, when we and when we think about you know what does this mean for the future of photography and what is going to be the most famous photograph of the twenty first century? Because I'd like to have a yeah, just to think about that. And I would, of course, hope that it is not some atrocity of some sort or, or war photograph i'd hope it was something you know much much more positive than that but it is taylor it, taylor swift on stage do you know what she's killing it right now isn't she you know, this, this you know she's um you know that tour that she's doing is and she's become a global icon right now it, it you know um and i can't think you know who might have done that any bigger than that or last time around i don't know some bands get close don't they but it's uh it's it's quite quite a thing she's doing anyway yeah so all right I, i'll mention i mentioned um uh one that did um come to mind for me um i'm going to go with whilst we're on the topic of things that were social statements there's two i've got actually but that that relate to social statements one is uh the tank man in tiananmen square mm, i almost chose that one 
It did you? Came very close. Which, by the way, is is what proves the rule. I it mean, does. It does. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that that we go like, of course, that is one of the most famous images, and uh, certainly represents different things to different um, countries. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is one that certainly, again, a political, you know, social justice stand up uh, I- image. But it, in that image, it told the story mm-hmm. um, of of the context in which it was shot. And and so um, would you know? I always refer back to today. There's so much video now, stuff shot on phones. Um, the, there's a compositional element both to the Iojima shot and to the Tiananmen Square that that has a kind of aesthetic formalism that is a beautiful image mm. beyond its message or subjects. And, yeah, and it's inter- it is, isn't it? I think that the, it, from the Tiananmen Square one, I think there is video footage as well. Um, because I I couldn't I couldn't find any in looking for this I didn't have um, didn't didn't hunt that down but I do have a memory of you know the tank would try and go around him and he would move and and stuff like that um, but but the the actual photograph it's yeah you know, itself was I, I understand was taken um, very much uh, uh, on the spur of the moment I think the photograph the photographer wasn't out and about he was in a hotel room or something and he saw it out his window from some distance and stuff like that but it's you know, it captured it and uh, clearly is a you know, yeah a key thing so there's that one um, the other one is uh, another one which is a social um, whether actually the point sorry the point I was going to say about the, the tank man photo is I don't know whether it was the trigger point or whether it was documenting the the tipping point but it certainly did make a change. Um, and the other one, which I, every time I see it always fills me with horror, is the uh, the burning monk. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the Vietnamese Buddhist monk who uh, literally set himself on fire um, as a protest against the suppression of Buddhism in uh, from the then um, quite Christian... Vietnamese government. Um, that's yeah. although that then that then of course was used as an album cover as well uh, by Rage Against the Machine. So you know it, that it, it it all these things. Yeah, what goes around comes around, right? But uh, yeah, I, I think that 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 one is one when I think about photos that made an impression on me. And when you look at that and you th- and you see what's happening and you think, oh, you know, that's quite a frightening photo as well. Um, there are some others, right? But but I'm going to go next to a positive one, right? Um, and uh, the this one is is just called, as I think, is just called Earthrise. <laughs> yes, very very. I can even describe it. It's uh, from the surface of the moon as the Earth clears the horizon, or is clearing the horizon, and we see the. Um, little blue marble floating in space across another planet that certainly put um, our planet in perspective and mm-hmm. and was a major, I guess, signifier uh, front and center to the Rachel Carson movement of, of the cultural flow of climate and how um, fragile our little planet is. 
mm-hmm. in the context of the universe. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Um, so one of the, it's okay. I'm going to have to pick you up on this on a point on a factual point, right? And I think because um, uh, and I'll point you to the Wikipedia page that will be in the show notes. Um, did you the, the the photo was not actually taken from the surface of the moon? It was taken in orbit. And did you know mm. that it was rotated through 90 degrees to be the popular image that we see today with the moon at the bottom mm. of the composition and the earth rising sort of above it? Did not know that. OK, did well, not I, know will, that. I will point you at the show notes <laughs> then, um, because actually uh, it was taken from orbit and actually the, the, the surface of the moon was actually the right hand side of the frame as it was seen by the Apollo astronauts. Um, and so they were sort of rounding the corner ra- rather than coming up over the top, if that makes any kind of sense in the wording sure. I'm using there. So, so that so compositionally, it, it was manipulated. Then, it was, it uh, was to, yes, <laughs> yes. But to, uh, and I'd like to think that that was you know one of the most famous photographs in the world by whatever definition, right? Because you know, yeah. I think um, it. Yes, the, I mean part of which you already said yourself, which is it just makes you think, doesn't it? And it's something that, you know, astronauts report, isn't it? You know, that they can sit, you know, you get up there and, and you look at the earth and you think, gosh, it must be quite fragile actually. Right. And, and of course down here, we're busy digging holes and burning stuff. Um, so, you know, that's quite a, um, for me, it's quite an influential photograph. Hope, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. On, on the completely um, flip side of that, positive <laughs> yeah let's go back to one of yours let's have another one of yours uh, you know my my uh, second major choice is uh, the photograph of jack ruby firing a shot and killing lee harvey oswald as he was taken by police um you know into the courtroom anyway um that is a extraordinarily intense photo of major historical import. Uh, Certainly controversy still surrounds it. In fact, even this month, there was a major podcast about JFK and and Jack Ruby, who he was, where he came from. Might be might be worth for some of our younger listeners, right? So I recognised the photograph straight away when I saw it, but some of our younger listeners may not recognise the names involved. John F. Kennedy was... (laughs) Okay. All right. Kenny, hopefully, most States. people will know who JFK was. I was going to get who was Lee Harvey Oswald, but there you go. And yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, accused of being the lone killer of assassinator of JFK on the grassy knoll uh, in Dallas, or the window and, of the book repository. That's right. Um, though that is controversial, yeah, and absolutely. continues to be. Mm. Um, and uh, as he was arrested and taken in, a kind of a small town mobster called Jack Ruby uh, just shot him <laughs> and, and killed him. So we would never really get to know the story um, of who hired him, how he was he working on his own or through the mob or the Cubans or, I mean, there was a whole, or the CIA, there's a huge litany of, of people lining up 
<laughs> to espouse so different it's controversies. Ri rich for conspiracy theorists, this territory, isn't it? So, but it, the it, itself, certainly for anybody who has studied history, who knows that period, uh, that that was a very impactful and astonishing uh, shot. Uh, just coincidentally, um, you know, I was, you know, 11 or 12 when that photograph was taken. I remember watching it live on TV and seeing it unfold in real time, that that event. Yeah, um, that's it. See, that's, that's the thing, because I, I, <laughs> I don't really know much about this in the sense that I recognize the photograph, but... You know, the assassination of JFK was something that happened in a foreign country before I was born, right? So, you know, uh, I only get the, the the filtered media of it. You know, but do you have a sense of, I know, you, you know clearly you're very young, but do you have a sense of what the impact that image had and, and you know, what was what was that impact? Well, I would, I, I would say that, um, you know, overall, I, I don't want to kind of read in too much um, but my instinct, my feeling, if we kind of take it as a historical moment in time, you know, the, the death of Kennedy, the quote, cover up of the conspiracy, were there one and probably was, um, began, it, it was the beginning of the unraveling of what is now very clearly the loss of faith in institutions uh, in America. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, it took, you know, a half a century and more to to get to Trump, which would be unimaginable when that photograph was taken. But people have lost faith in media, in government, in banking, in economies, in balance and hope uh, for, for what it's worth. So and, is, in that, and, is that then in some ways the beginning of the end? Is that what it, yeah, is that what that signifies? Well, the beginning of the end, which is always the, a new beginning. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better, but, but, but it's certainly the end of an era um, wherein one had faith and hope in one's institutions, wherever one lived, uh, certainly in the West. Um, and Americans being a very, were a very, I guess, uh, ideological, hopeful, um, idea-based populace where, you know, working hard and uh, the American dream and all of that, um, you know, that is now over. Um, mm, for the okay. most part, okay. and and I, I could see it as you know there it, it began a certainly a litany of assassinations with Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King, etc. Um, and and those were certainly on the progressive side. Um, you know, yeah. They, okay. They, no. They, I see, no yeah. So that's that's really interesting. That is because. I, I, being where I'm from and who I am and my experience, I wouldn't necessarily have, have been able to understand that level of impact from that that one photo and, and some of the things it, it might represent. So that is a really interesting, really interesting point of view. I think yeah, just start sort of moving the conversation a little bit to, you know, what makes it, you know, what can we deduce from all of this? You know, you know 
I think I, I tried to bring some positive stuff and some, you know, and some real, you know, hard hitting stuff. Um, so, and I think there's, there's that, that for me is, I think that's, that's part of part and parcel of, of photography capturing life as it is. And sometimes life is great. And sometimes there are amazing new things to see, like, you know, the earth rising from around the corner of the moon. Um, and, and sometimes, sometimes it's art, right? Like the cover of Abbey Road, right? And that can be quite far yeah, reaching, but, but, yeah. but it's also, it's also politics and, and, you know, society and culture and things like that, isn't it? But at the time, also remember that the individual in, whether it's a war zone or a social interaction or demonstration, um, that, you know, video now has in so many ways replaced the still picture. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, not that there was not video, but Really, it was 16 millimeter cameras, uh, Bolexes, uh, rotating lenses, eventually big rig videos uh, that required maybe two or three t- people teams to move the stuff around to capture stuff. Um, and I think the way that we certainly today as well um, ingest a video moment rather than a still moment are very, very different. And one is dare I say, hotter medium than cooler, uh, to Mm -hmm. use Marshall McLuhan's uh, sensibility. And by that, he meant like one engages more the brain and one engages more the heart. Um, But, you know, that's for another discussion. But we do consume uh, visual news in video very differently than we consume uh, still images um, and, and so the impact of any single image nowadays, um, I, 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 would, I would dare say be very, very hard um, to imagine what an image that would compete or could compete with a video narrative of the same subject today. Um, I hope I'm wrong because I, I also feel that the single image brings so much distillation of the moment. Um, and that distillation may be easier for the body to ingest in terms of what is the intention of the image. Yeah. I know it sounded there, a little there, over-intellectual, but... It's a re- really good point. And I think that there's, there's, for whatever reason, there's two examples that spring to my mind. Um, one is um it is again it's an old war photograph unfortunately which is uh which i believe is known as saigon execution yeah um and uh i've never seen apparently there is film footage of that exact moment as well which i personally have never seen but the uh i understand that the the impact of the still image is far greater than the impact of the film the the moving image simply because the 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 incident itself was but a moment uh and and the photograph the still image perfectly seems horrible to use that word regarding that incident but but the 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 
the, the still image is an amazing capture of that incident. And of course, because it doesn't move, you're there think, looking at it, thinking about it, contemplating it, thinking about what it means. Whereas, you know, if it's just if it was just a literally a, a moment as people walk past each other in the street, as I as I've read it to be, um, that's that's one. So so there, I would say, argue that the the still image is more powerful. The flip side of that, I'm remembering, and it would have been, I can't remember. It was um, it was one of the tsunamis, but it was the first one that was really captured on video. It's the one where somebody and, and the video I'm thinking of was filmed just by a, a, a holiday maker, a traveller, as the as the water comes in from the beach yeah. and through into the town comes comes from the right hand side of the uh, of the image and and, and I. Uh, and i remember watching that and it's just horrifying to watch um as and you know things like you know, flash floods through mountain villages and things like that are horrifying to watch destruction and in a way that i don't think you could capture in in a still image in the same way no, no matter how you know, much you 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 caught yeah. the decisive well, moment i don't i con- think yeah conversely um you know uh one image that I, I, you know, I, I, I felt certainly impacted me a great deal uh, is the upside down man uh, from nine eleven. Uh, oh, falling man! Yeah, yes, yes. That falling I almost man. chose that. Uh, Actually, that was almost one of my choices. Me too, and and you know, I, uh, the, I, I witnessed nine eleven from, you know, from New York, um, and and was at that time had a, an apartment downtown and, and the impact of all of that still is resonant within me. I have rolls of photos that I took that I could barely look at just because they're yeah. so emotionally triggering to me. Uh, but with all of the impact, certainly in, in video, though I saw this in real time, story for another day, uh, of the airliner crashing into the World Trade Center. And um, I didn't at that time have my, I had an apartment at one point just underneath the Trade Center. So I, it was, I, I knew that area intimately. Yeah. Um, and and the, the real-time photographs compared to the video capture of it for me was never as strong as the falling man image because it personalized it. Mm. Um, and, and certainly because the, I guess the, the impact uh, of, of, of emotional impact for me again, was not the destruction of the buildings, but uh, how many people were um, leaping off the building to their deaths and something I witnessed with my own eyes without the context of t- uh, TV or yeah. no framing yeah. devices. This is before we really even knew exactly what was happening. So that that image, and that's an image that is very strong globally um, um, and, and tragic um, in so many ways, again, because it's personal. And, and I'm, I'm getting to something here, which is the closer we get to the humanization, the humanity of it, the faces, the capture of individuals, the more we can see closer into their, their soul, call it, 
uh, the more impact it has rather than a big expanse. And it doesn't necessarily mean we have to be in a close-up, Tiananmen Square being a great example. Um, but knowing there's a human and, and not Superman, just a person like you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, that is uh, extraordinarily um, uh, emotionally impactful in in how we recollect. Like music, you know, we hear a song and we're immediately thrown into maybe the first time we heard it or, or the song uh, as it kind of captures uh, um, a, you know, a period in our life you know, or a taste of food that feels like home or mm -hmm. travel. Um, images have that potential. Um, less so now, uh, for reasons that we discussed. Mm. And, um, you know, that maybe something, uh, I'm not saying that it was better then, that's not you know, I, I'm, I consume a, a, a ton of imagery. Um, I explore, I celebrate, I put out uh, a, a lot. So I'm, it's not that I think, oh, that, you know, those were the good old days. I'm not saying that at <laughs> all. I, but I am saying that there is a different tone um, in today's photographic impact Um and and how that will work into the next era of what still images do have impact, we don't know. Well, let's let's talk about that then, because I think um, that's a good good way to 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 close out is to think about it. So so the thirteenth of January in the year twenty one hundred, right? Let's say it's the, let's say it's the the right day, still still a Saturday, right? We'll be on show four thousand and something by then, I think, <laughs> roughly speaking. Right. So and we'll have a look back. Right. We'll have a chance to look back across a whole century and yeah. think about what might be the most famous image or, or what might be the you know, imagine, imagine that what, what might be the components of a, or, or the, the trigger for, for the most famous image. So far, we've got from this conversation alone, we've got one contender, which is Taylor Swift, which, do you know what? Fair play to her, right? She works very, very hard, um, uh, and uh, she does a great job. Um, so, you know, if that if she was right up there, she was one of the most famous people of the twenty first century. Probably the world hasn't fallen apart at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's quite. If she was up there in the top ten famous images of the century, I, I'd be quite happy with that because that means there's probably some goodness left in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, probably an image of Donald Trump. One iconic image of Donald Trump would certainly, in, in certainly here in America, but I think globally, um, would have impact. I'm not sure what that image would be, though I assume he would be extremely orange and <laughs> extremely sweaty. But but I I really don't know. Um, but but one would really feel that if we're looking a hundred years forward and looking at this period, I, I think that you couldn't discount an image of Trump and his you, impact. Yeah. Do, do you think, 
because some some commentators will say that you know we're you know we're in the the worst recorded generation of history ever and you know or we'll we'll lose all the digital stuff that we've done and and everything you know there'll be no record of the early part of the 21st century as as, as counterintuitive as that feels no it's very possible you know one emp and it's all gone right <laughs> I, okay, you know, the, yeah. the fact that we're storing everything digitally um and i think i brought this up on a previous show about how do i store my digital images archivally uh, I, you know, remember and i yeah, yeah. i had i'd done a little research on um what do you call it uh mountain Oh, oh yeah, you did. Big. Yes, and you said it was going to cost you thirty thousand dollars a month or something like that to, to archive <laughs> your, your negatives. Yeah, yes, somebody so. said yes, yeah, twenty five thousand dollars to do it for a terabyte or two, and I was like, "Wow, that seems expensive." And then they went a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so now that so okay so is one of the is one of the features then of of the most famous images right uh, of the twenty first century is that it's printed in some way right it's on an archive well, I, it's it's not a digital image is that um or at least not presented digitally it might be captured digitally of course but uh, i think print a printed image in terms of its ability to last is certainly uh certainly better i mean one could say oh yeah i saw it in the newspaper but what did you see did you read the newspaper on your iphone or was it delivered to your doorstep uh you know that that's kind of a thing. I don't think a newspaper is going to last, is it? Not an individual no, newspaper. No, not at all. And that you know, is it is it a book? Is it a book cover? I mean, album covers. You know, we don't have those anymore, really. I mean, they're a niche product now. But you know, album covers and notes and all of that was part of the experience. And I'm sure we could probably, between the three of us, at some point select our favorite album cover photos oh, okay that's an interesting time. one that's that is a very interesting one yeah yeah, yeah because they're they're certainly i mean i immediately think of the clash you know what i mean that album cover oh, with the guitar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, yes and, yes uh, that's as being really amazing or you know that's or, or not even a bad a place close, to start no, or close to Bob Marley on Exodus. You know mm. what I mean? That close up. I, there, there are interesting imagery because of our association with music, which is very, very strong imagery of music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Lots. Lots to consider. Lots to consider there. Then. Lots. To I consider. think what we what we're getting to is that there is a. Um. There's a, a, a really um, deep yearning for a still photograph if we've ever spent time looking at a photograph in a gallery museum, a single photograph, and really taking the time to, to really study it and study everything in it, all the background people, the light, you know, the the randomness of it, the point of focus, the point of defocus. Um, it really is a different experience, especially if it's at scale, I mean, big, rather than on our phone. Interesting. It could be the yeah. same image, but context is also very, very important in impact. And now... There's so many different ways to 
experience photography yes uh, relative to the past that maybe the individual image is less uh, important than the context in which the image is presented if that makes sense it, it does make sense it does make sense okay all right I'm going to take us out of the show this week. With, again, I wanted a light-hearted way to end this show because when I was doing my research in prep, I was like, there's a lot of horrible photographs that have been very impactful. So I'm going to share a photograph with you. And I, don't, and I have a, a cultural question about it, really, which is, does this travel? So, And I know you've spent time in the UK, but clearly you've also lived in many other places and, and travelled. Um, so this is a photograph that was a part of my life growing up in in the 1980s in the uk there was a, a chain of stores called athena and you'd find them in most major town and city shopping areas and they primarily sold posters and i know that seems like a, a ridiculous no, thing to say no, nowadays no. but it posters and and fairly you know inexpensive artwork for the walls of your house and and, and stuff like that yeah and one of the images that they sold uh, was ex was extraordinarily famous in this country, but I have no idea um, whether it travels. So I'm just going to share my screen uh, if I can figure out how to do that. Uh, and yeah, you don't have to. I'm clicking on it. You're clicking on it at the moment, are you? Okay, yeah, right. So, this, so I just know this photograph as Tennis Girl, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Do, do you know this photo? I do. You yeah. do? Ah, okay, right. So, I know this photo, sure. Okay, so maybe others will know it too. So this is just my lighthearted way of ending the show. So this is the, the, the in the UK at least, very famous photograph of uh, a young girl with her back to the camera. She's, she's holding a tennis racket, wearing a tennis dress, and she's raised the back of her dress to show part of her derriere right and and very fetching it is too although i probably shouldn't say that on the podcast um it it was never an art photo for me it epitomizes the the weird sexuality of marketing in the 1980s and and stuff like that um but it's not it's not a, a nasty photo it's quite a gentle photo uh, and it's taken in a, a very respectful way i'm not sure that i'd call it massively you know artistic semi-nude i think that might be a, a little bit of an ambitious title for it um but it just is, uh, yeah, when I was thinking about, oh, what are all the famous photographs? This one sprang to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's cute in that 70s way and it's sexy in that 70s way. Um, and, you know, it's very, very funny that the auction of the photograph is also with the racket and the dress. Yeah, it is. Yes. So absolutely. So the um, yeah, the, the one of the links are, are, is, is to a, a BBC News report because many years later uh, it the, the dress was sold and there's a story at auction and there's a story that goes with it. Um, it's just, especially, uh, and this is, you know, any, any boy born in the UK between about <laughs> 1960 and 1980 is going to know this photograph. Sure. Pre pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> pretty well. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was my lightweight, lightweight, uh, way to, or lighthearted, I should say, way to end the conversation, uh, for the week. Thank you very much, Jamal. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking about this stuff. I, I just, uh. Yeah, as I as I do every week, enjoy our conversation. I do have a pick of the week, um, which I'll draw people's attention to, but it is uh, it, it's a very lighthearted one as well. Okay, 
And um, it really is about how others see us. Right. Um, okay. Using uh, the balance of AI and photographic imagery to describe what Americans are. Adrian has just I've just looked on it yes it wasn't in the show notes before so I've just clicked on it now so two, two very different depictions of your average American in that, in that article <laughs> we'll leave you to it um, okay alright well brilliant uh, well there you go folks that has been uh, the future of photography for this week thank you very much Jeremiah uh, we'll be back think all three of us next week i'm not entirely sure if that's true but i think all three of us next week so speak to you again then folks take care and bye 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 you've been listening to the future of photography subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com.